Welcome to the Ghosties Podcast. I'm Christina, a psychic medium. And I'm Missy, a medium in training. We are besties who look for ghosties. Join us as we go on our paranormal investigations, ghost hunting trips, and crossing over earthbound spirits along the way. This is Ghosties. Hello. Hi. <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> Everyone, it has been a day. Yeah. It's been a few days, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, technically, we've already recorded this episode on, what did we do? I'm sorry, my brain. Did we do this on YouTube? <laughs> um uh, I think we did it on, I know we did it on StreamYard and then we posted it up on. Yes. Yeah. So on YouTube, we went live on Facebook and then the end of it just went horrifically wrong as per usual. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, today I have one child that won't nap. So he's in the back of the house calling my name right now. And the other one's got the hiccups. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, How were your readings this morning? They were good. It was good. It was good. I um, I think uh, the person I did the reading for, she's going to uh, leave some evidence later today um, about the reading. But yeah, we're good. Good. Yeah. I'm just, I have all of the personality right now. Can't you hear it in my voice? <laughs> I know. Drink this water and hydrate my life, and we're going to do this. Yes. We're talking today about um, Missy got some really cool UFO stories from the Hampton Roads and Tidewater area for everyone. And this was really cool of her to do. Yeah, they're really, there's some neat stories, some from like police officers, and some just from, um, I think some of them are like military affiliated. So they're pretty cool. Um, cool. And if you, if you already watched these on Facebook or YouTube, sorry, but this might be, um, you might be able to hear us more clearly on this version. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> technical <laughs> difficulties as per usual the other day. Um, and if you hear screaming kids in the background, pay no attention to them. They are fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. They are fine. They are fighting nap time. <clears throat> All right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and start. I have one. Um, the first one is from Virginia Beach. All right. And it says five crescent shaped objects were traveling in formation, moving like saucers, bouncing off the top of the water, up and down, up and down. There was a, um, his name was Jimmy. He was a police officer at the time in Virginia Beach, and he saw the semi translucent globes coming over the horizon several miles out at treetop level. He revved up his patrol car to follow them. Excuse me. It was early around two in the morning in midsummer 1975. As soon as he started to follow them, he noticed four Navy fighter jets come buzzing by, seemingly chasing the flying objects. He followed suit, zooming down the city's roads to keep up. He wanted to keep them in sight. The UFOs eventually went towards the oceanfront and disappeared over the sea, outmaneuvering the pilots. The scene, which could be straight out of a sci-fi movie, stuck with him the rest of his life, including the image of a jet flying right over his car. He says the planes were armed and they had sidewinder missiles on them. I'm not sure what those are, but I'm sure some kind of huge jet missile. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And he says, you don't fly armed jets over a populated area unless it's a 
a matter of national security. Mm. So yeah, something serious was going down. Um, He said that his third and last UFO sighting, um, he said, I have long since given up what people think of me. I know what I saw. I know that what I saw was real. It wasn't an illusion. Can I explain it? No, but I'm not going to worry about it. There have long been reports of unidentified flying objects buzzing around Hampton Road skies. It makes sense because um, the region is so heavily populated with military bases and the NASA facilities. Um, it says such reports can be traced as far back as 1813 when a Portsmouth tavern owner claimed to have watched a ball of fire weave over Norfolk County. And he actually wrote about the incident to Thomas Jefferson, which is pretty cool. Wow. Yeah, often the sightings are have been easily dismissed, written off and not taken seriously. And that changed this spring. The Navy updated its protocol for reporting what it calls unexplained aerial phenomena, and several pilots have actually come forward saying they've seen UFOs as close as Naval Air Station Oceana in Virginia Beach. The move by military brass bought the traffic out of the shadows, providing a sense of legitimacy to obsessed amateur sky watchers. I'm sorry, my child is legit, like, screaming in the background. <laughs> Oh no! It's not the baby. He just doesn't want to sleep, and I'm—he's just distracting me. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. He just doesn't want to sleep. He's fine. He's in his crib. He just doesn't want to sleep. So, Ugh. Anyways, so that was a pretty cool little Virginia Beach story. Yeah. 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 Let's see. All right. So I've got one. So it says on July the fourteenth, nineteen fifty-two, flight off. William Nash and William Fortenberry were alone in the cockpit of their Pan Am American Airways Douglas DC-4 en route from New York to Miami. Nash was pointing out landmarks to Fortenberry as they cruised over the Chesapeake Bay, and he just spotted Newport News. Then they saw them, six discs, 100 feet wide. Nash said that they were glowing like red-hot coals. Two more joined before they all blinked their lights to the west of the plane over the peninsula before entering a steep climb and disappearing. He said, quote, there is no doubt in our minds that we saw missiles of some kind operating under intelligent control, said Nash. No one else on the plane noticed anything, but the people on the ground did. Three Norfolk residents confirmed the accounts to the Daily Press days later. Langley Air Force officials told the newspaper the pilots saw rockets or tracers being fired at the bombing and target range on Plumtree Island. More local soon followed, and soon the buzz around UFO sightings went national. A Hampton couple told the Daily Press that they saw yellow-orange lights between Buckrow and Fox Hill. A commercial airplane pilot said that he saw two pulsating white lights. Later that month, radar uh, at the National Airport and picked up unidentified flying objects, causing the Air Force to scramble their flighter, their fighter jets. It was the largest group sighting since 1947. Wow. Nice. That's crazy. I have a confession to make. Yeah. I just left while you were talking to go check on Jackson. <laughs> I knew it. His leg was stuck in the crib railing. <laughs> so that's why he was you know i mean he wasn't screaming like he was in pain but he just was you know like, <laughs> so his little, his little, <laughs> little foot and leg is sticking out i'm like listen he's like sweating 
Oh my gosh, poor little guy. <laughs> Sorry, but he should be quiet now, so I should be able to focus. But in you know, in my defense, we did do these stories of the day, so it was. I'm sure it was just as amazing as when you read it the first time. <laughs> oh, it was. <laughs> yeah. These are good stories, though. They really are. I know. You did a good job. <clears throat> Excuse me. Okay. I will say that you are breaking up just a little bit. So hopefully yeah. we can make it through. And for everybody listening, we understand that when we record separately, the sound quality isn't the same. So we are really trying our best to like not interrupt each other while we're talking because that's when it gets really choppy. So if we're not as fun and bubbly and interactive as usual, it's because one, we don't get to see each other's faces today and that stinks. Two, I'm completely exhausted. <laughs> Three, Christine did readings and things this morning. So I'm sure she's kind of running on E also. And four, we're just trying to have respect for your ears so that you don't give up on us. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah said it perfectly I totally agree oh yes just had to throw that disclaimer out there because we haven't talked about that before how when we you know I mean we've talked about it to each other but we haven't actually put that disclaimer out that it we understand how it sounds sometimes not the greatest when we aren't together um but it just in the times of the rona and a newborn baby and busy lives it's just for right now what we have to do to get our um content out yes Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay. Let's go on to the next one. This one is um, another sighting from Newport News in 1957. Okay. A ground observer corpse member who was on duty at the time was watching a formation of six B-57 jets take off at Langley Field when he looked up and saw a flattened oval object hovering in the sky. He watched the object for about 10 seconds, turned to pick up his binoculars, and when he returned to his original position, the object was gone. A year later, a pilot reporter saw an object at the Virginia Beach oceanfront that was acting as no plane or missile would act. It seemed to be silvery or white, a long, here we go with this word again, cylindrical. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, that's right. Yes, a long cylindrical object, and it also seemed to emit a stream of white smoke as it hung in the darkening pink sky. After hovering for several minutes, the object began moving slowly southward, losing altitude. Motorists watched in amazement as they drove along Atlantic, watching the phenomenon. For the next three decades, people reported UFO sightings in waves around Hampton Roads. There is an account of a 15-year-old boy firing two shotgun blasts at a UFO he saw in Pocosin. And there's also one um, from 1983. This is kind of different. Um, There's a man in Alexandria, which is not in Hampton Roads. Obviously, it's closer to D.C. But apparently, he sued the Air Force on claims that the Langley base in Hampton was hiding long-dead creatures from outer space packed in ice. Oh, my God. Yes. So while we were thinking all of this was happening at Area 51, which I still am very intrigued at, even though um, when we talked on our last episode, I know you said that the guys said the guys, excuse me, Christina's guides said that Area 51 is kind of, you know, probably doesn't house any aliens anymore. They're probably somewhere else. Um but I think it's crazy that it could have been going on, you know, in our 
neck of the woods also. Mm-hmm. Like right under our nose. Yeah. That's, That's crazy. crazy. That's crazy. I mean, what if it was still happening now? I know exactly. Who's just listen. I mean, there's so many different military installments like around here. Um, I mean, like the shipyards and, uh, you know, DC is just a couple hours away. And then there's, you know, all of these different military bases just here in Hampton roads. Um, so I don't think that's out of the question to say that that might be happening. I just got an idea for another thing we need to research. Um, and maybe it's like weird and strange encounters at military bases around the U S Ooh, nice. That's a good idea. And what made me also, other than what we're thinking about talking about right now, what made me think about it is, um, I used to listen to a radio show on the way into work in the morning, Elvis Duran. I don't know if you've ever listened to them, Oh yeah. but they talked about this place called, I think it's called Plum Island. Yes. And not the one that we reported, but this one is like near New York or something. Hmm. Have you heard them talk about it? Uh, I've heard, I think I've heard them talk about it. It sounds familiar. Because they do this whole thing where he was like acting like it was some spooky like radio show and he brings in like all this um sound behind him and he's like broadcasting live from Plum Island because no one, I guess it's like a really weird place where they think weird stuff goes on. So uh, the past two times we've talked about this, I'm like, I wonder if they have aliens at Plum Island. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. You know what that made me think of? Um, didn't talk in the last episode. Um didn't the guy say that there was a place like up around New York uh, that they thought was like the new area 51 when we were talking, asking them, where do you think the aliens are if they aren't in area 51? And they were showing me like a Northern state around New York. Yes, you did say that. Mm -hmm. And there's a story that we didn't you, wasn't there something about a plum something in the story that you read a little earlier if not i'm yeah. really there was yes yes okay because i was about to have one of the oh, plum tree island that's really funny and that's mm-hmm. different and that also that name plum tree island made me think about plum island um i'm gonna have yeah. to look into that because i can't remember what they they were saying like weird stuff washed up from there and i don't know they made jokes about it on the radio but i want to look into plum island i'm writing this down and also weird military base like phenomenon sorry to get off track (laughs) (laughs) all right so to the next story yes all right so this one says alien rights made it to political debate in the commonwealth in 1965 after a sheriff in western virginia became alarmed by the number of citizens carrying firearms following several ufo reports the sheriff's creatures outer space should land Quote, who has the right to mow them down? The attorney general ruled that Virginia apparently has no law which makes it a crime to shoot, quote, little green men from outer space. After the 1980s, newspaper uh, stories about sightings dropped off. Then in May of 2019, pilots from the VFA-11, the Red Rippers, fighter squadron out of Norfolk Naval Air Station, Oceana, said that they'd seen UFOs from Virginia to Florida for several years, starting around 2014. The objects flew up to 30,000 feet in the air at sometimes hypersonic speeds. 
They had no exhaust plumes and moved in ways impossible for humans, uh, such as sudden stops and turns. One was described as, quote, a sphere encased, uh, or it, excuse me, a sphere encasing a cube. Uh, a Navy spokesman said that the new UFO reporting process was an update of instructions that went out to the fleet in 2015 after those incidents when the, when the squadron was training off the USS Theodore Roosevelt. Within those past few years, there's been an increase of observed incursions into certain training areas, especially off the Virginia Capes down to Florida. The sightings had occurred on quite a frequent basis. Reports had been frequent, but anecdotal, because for many years, aviators were scared of reporting them. There had always been guidelines in place, but over the years, due to the stigma attached to some of the reports, the aviators had become less forthcoming in reporting these incidents for fear that they may be teased by their co-workers or may even ruin their career. The Navy wants to gather enough data about the unexplained phenomenon to analyze and study them. Navy officials have gone down to Oceana Station to encourage pilots to report new sightings as soon as they happen. Pentagon leaders went to drive home the point uh, that from a naval perspective, there is no stigma. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah. I, mm -hmm. I love that, you know, the Navy is so proactive about getting like, here, let's prove this or, you know, debunk it or something. Let's, you know, the something's going on, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think we talked in um, the Facebook uh, live that we did um, earlier in the week, but I had read a lot um, about pilots that, you know, had just flown commercial air pilots, let alone, you know, military pilots. Um, but they said flat out, you know, that there had been so much stigma around seeing UFOs that many of them had seen them, but none of them were willing to come forward because they didn't want to incur the wrath of, you know, their coworkers or even maybe lose their job. Um, so it's crazy that now they're kind of lifting that, that curtain a little bit. That's true. Um, uh, it's also interesting. Another thought I just had about how, you know, a lot of these, sightings are located near water also because mm -hmm. there are you know um theories that there are underwater alien bases yes yes i've heard of it mm -hmm. yeah so that's pretty you know i don't think people have gone deep enough into that theory like people are so all about, you know, Area 51 and, like, just seeing lights in the sky, but no one has, re I mean, people have, but, you know, no one really talks about potential underwater alien bases, which would make water even more terrifying to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. Another reason for me to not want to go in the water. You know that they say that uh, there's an alien cave base in Mount Shasta and Brown Mountain. What? Yeah. It's like a huge thing, apparently. I'm it's, writing this down. Yeah, if you look it up, um, I've read it in some of my Dolores Cannon books. Um, some of her talked about uh, they all of a sudden said that they were inside this mountain. And she was like, well, what mountain are you inside? And most of them said, like, when they had this type of uh, 
regressive hypnosis session. Um, they either said that they were in Mount Shasta or Brown Mountain. And that's crazy to me. Yeah. I, I feel like it's a dimensional thing. You know, I don't think that Brown Mountain is hollow. Right. That's still, I want to, I want to read into that. Don't give me a book about it though, because you'll never get it back. (laughs) (laughs) That is in reference to those of you that have been following us since the Kentucky Goblins episode. If you've listened to that, if you haven't go back and listen to it because there is still a missing book somewhere either in my house or it has made its own dimensional slip somehow. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Can't find it. All right. We have one last story. I always get some respiratory issues when we're recording. What is happening? Excuse me. I know, truly. Hopefully I won't go through, um, what was it? Uh, Puberty today like I did. (laughs) On that one. (laughs) (laughs) Jeez. All right. Here we go. A Salem High School graduate experienced his own sighting in 2003. While driving with a friend in Salem Village near the amphitheater, they saw what looked like lights in a triangle shape with no structure, no shape, no outline, flying low above the treetops. They slowed down to examine what they were seeing. The lights flew in a straight line over their car, then turned and moved away. Apparently, it was making a god-awful noise. It wasn't like a jet noise, but something organic, alive almost, but still in a machine way, he said. They didn't say it was a UFO, didn't say it was a kind, some kind of alien ship. They just knew it wasn't anything normal. In 1976, Pack, this kid, actually learned that the Virginia Beach um, Police Department had started taking reports of sightings using a specific form that had been requested by a national UFO organization. The officer would write the details down and pass along the information to a central UFO hotline, according to a police memo from um, May of that year. If you feel it is necessary to dispatch an officer to the scene, do so, one of the supervisors said. After you have all the required data, call the UFO central. Um, Remember, lights in the sky are of little scientific value and should not be called in unless your judgment, um, excuse me, unless it warrants like, you know, a call. Mm-hmm. So what happened is this kid like compiled all the police reports spanning for more than three decades into a book. The reports go from um, for three decades and end in 2008. So he has a whole bunch of like caller reports. Um, there were callers that would call and say, you know, my daughter witnessed a circular object with lights on the bottom in the sky. Um, people would say there was, you know, low flying objects close to the house, possibly about six stories high. And they would disappear behind the trees and you could hear a humming noise. Um, You know, they would call and say they saw groups of lights appearing in the sky that the thing would stop dead still and then go back the way it came from straight up right, you know, into the sky. All kinds of like crazy stories. Um, So it'd be interested to see this, his book. I need to figure out what it is. It, It didn't say the name of it. Wow, that sounds awesome. Yeah. So there's, there's a ton from our area. Um, and I know when we talked to Jay and Amy, who were on our um, Spirits with Spirit episode, the second one we did on Instagram, um, Jay actually had his own UFO story that he saw one over Craney Island, I believe. Wow. Yeah. Wow. 
and you shared your uh, UFO story in uh, the last episode we did. So if anybody didn't hear that, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Uh, and I I should note again that um, we lived in the flight path of Oceana, and that's exactly where I saw what I think was a UFO. So it's crazy to see all these stories in one place, all it, kind of around the same area. It really is. Like, you know, it's like, are they checking out our flight capabilities? Are they taunting us? Are they, um, you know... I don't know, just curious about our military. I don't know. And, you know, what's even funnier is um, we saw an article today about how there is a, what is it, a carrier out somewhere that um, they they said, like, drones have been flying over it and that they, excuse me if I'm messing up the story, but they've been, um, they were out there longer than any, like, commercial in-the-store drones could stay out. Without, I guess, without losing power or something, and they can't figure out where they've come from. So we kind of had a little weird, like, is that a UFO kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If if you guys haven't heard the story, um, just like what Missy said to sum it up, um, she sent me this news story of um, an aircraft carrier that had been out to sea, um, and it was back in 2019, I believe. <laughs> I thought it was right now. Sorry. Anyways. Oh. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> it was 2019, I think, but I was half asleep when I was reading it this morning. But um, anyway, so this aircraft carrier is out to sea. It's way past the range that, you know, any sort of um, remote control type of item could reach it um, that sold, you know, commercially. So they said, you know, they were out and there was a carnival cruise um, kind of adjacent to where they were but it wasn't within their range um and the carnival cruise ship captain contacted the uh carrier once it came into range because they saw all of these different drones hovering around the carrier and they couldn't figure out why but they also wanted to let them know hey we have our own they're not yours so it was very interesting that they were like, hey, we just want to let you know that the, those drones that you're seeing are not ours. Are you guys okay? Well, what's also interesting is the noise that just came from your phone when you were talking oh, fun. about that. Sounded oh, robotic. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, here we go. It's, you know, and it's funny because we had such weird happenings. When, I mean, we have it all the time, but when we were talking about UFOs the other day um, on that live, it was just, you couldn't hear me and, and it then every, nobody could hear either of us. It was just a whole thing. It's like we have a time limit. They're like, hey, cut it off at 25 minutes or we're going to start messing up your feed. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Wrap know. it up. <laughs> I know. Well, these were awesome stories. Yeah. I know we're keeping it short today, guys, but I know, and I'm, I'm promise I'm not going to talk about it on every episode, but I'm just having a time with a newborn and a toddler and I'm exhausted. And again, Christina has been channeling and, you know, doing readings today. So I know that her energy is about to just be yep. right out the window. <laughs> She's not going to have any. So we yeah. appreciate you listening to yeah, our stories. Absolutely. Um, 
Yeah. And as always, if you have ideas of, you know, topics you want us to cover, I know we say send our stories in, but if you, you know, obviously send your stories in, you can email the ghosties podcast at gmail.com. You can message us on Instagram, on Facebook. Um, we also have a YouTube channel that you can watch some of our videos that we recorded. But yeah, if you have any ideas of places you want or things you want us to talk about, um, we are open to ideas. We love hearing about new and yes, strange things. Yes, definitely. Throw those things at us. We will dive right into them. Absolutely. All right, everyone. Well, y'all have a great weekend and we will catch you on That's the flip right. side. Bye, everybody. <laughs>